It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Good parents set good examples for their children, and it begins with character. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, what do Larry Wingett and Chris Widener mean by the term real men? It may or may not be what you think. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. So my friends and fellow speakers and authors, Chris Widener and Larry Wingett, have a very popular, relatively new podcast called How to Be a Real Man. And the title itself might bring about an emotional gut response with a tendency to judge their intent and meaning. But I'm going to ask you to wait a few minutes and then listen in and decide for yourself what they're looking to communicate through their message. I think what you'll find is that ultimately what they're defining as a real man is one who brings high character to everything he does and to everyone with whom he interacts. So you might wonder why real men and not real people or real men and real women. You'll find that out as well. Whether you agree or disagree with them is something, of course, I'll leave up to you to determine. But these are two very wise and successful men, and I found them both to always be worthy of listening to and learning from. In this segment, I'd like to share a story of how I believe a real man operates and handles himself. It took place about 50 or so years ago, when I was just a young kid, and like most kids, very impressionable and looking to his parents, mostly unconsciously, for the right examples of how to act appropriately. Have you ever heard husbands, when speaking to others, especially other men, make unkind remarks about their wives? It's one of those macho things, right? Sure, they're only kidding, but words matter. Again, examples, positive and negative, are set for children on an ongoing basis. Here's what happened. I call it my favorite dad story. We were having carpet installed in our home. The crew boss was one of those stereotypical, beer-guzzling, hard-living guys, a caricature, if you will, of the macho real man. For lunch, my folks bought pizza for the crew. Dad went to talk with the boss about the job. I was around the corner listening. Now, please remember as you hear the dialogue, and just for context, that this was back in the late 60s. The crew boss said, This is an expensive job. Women will really spend your money, won't they? Dad responded, Well, I'll tell you, when they were right there with you before you had any money, it's a pleasure to do anything for them you possibly can. This wasn't the answer he expected. He was looking for negative talk about wives, which to him was normal. And Dad, with his natural street way that never fully left him, as well as the type of personality to which everyone always felt they could relate, most likely seemed like someone with whom the crew boss could bond. So he tried again. But gee, they'll really play off that and spend all they can, won't they? Dad replied, as I knew he would. Hey, when they're the reason you're successful, you want them to do the things they enjoy. There's no greater pleasure. Strike two. (laughs) The crew boss tried one more time, sort of stumbling, and uh, they'll take that as far as they can, huh? Dad responded, 
Hey, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'd do anything to make her happy. Now, young Bob Berg was trying not to laugh. I knew he wanted Dad to just give in just a little bit and say, yeah, I guess that's true. But I knew that wouldn't happen. Not in a million years. Please understand, my dad did not in any way speak to this man in a condescending manner. Not at all. He was simply himself, a person who loved and respected my mom so much that there's no way he would give in and participate in that type of talk. Well, finally, the crew boss gave up. Maybe he learned something about respecting one's spouse. Maybe not. But it taught a young boy a lot about the power of respect and doing the right thing. It taught that young boy the power of character. How does a real man teach his son to treat women? How does a real man teach his daughter what to accept from men? He sets that example by, yes, what he says, more so by what he does, but mainly through who he is. My dad devised a saying that he hung up on one of the walls of his office, and it was there for everyone to see. It said, to have a body does not make one a man. To have a child does not make one a parent. Up next, Larry Wingett and Chris Widener, co-hosts of the very popular How to Be a Real Man podcast. We'll find out what they mean by that term and their advice for men and women on encouraging the character and behavior they'll suggest. Back with Larry and Chris right after this. Pick up John David Manns and my newest book, The Go-Giver Influencer. Set in the same fictional city as the first two Go-Giver books, it features two young, ambitious business people, Jillian Waters, chief buyer for a national chain of pet accessory stores, and Jackson Hill, founder of a small but growing manufacturer of all-natural pet foods. Each has something the other wants. To Jackson, it's the possibility of reaching more animals if he can negotiate terms that will protect his company's integrity. To Jillian, it's about giving her company a distinct competitive advantage in the marketplace, if she can persuade Jackson to give them an exclusive. Of course, there's a surprise ending. Marshall Goldsmith says, this may be the most important go-giver book yet, and adds that in today's polarized world, it could not be more timely. Read the first two chapters of The Go-Giver Influencer by visiting thegogiver.com or just click the link in the show notes. Chris Widener and Larry Wingett are the founders of the How to Be a Real Man podcast, where they discuss men's issues of the 21st century. It's quickly become the fastest growing men's podcast in America. Chris and Larry are both New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling authors and two of the top speakers in America today. They're passionate about helping men live their best lives and make an impact on the world around them. Their podcast can be found at realmanpodcast.com. They have a free download for you to receive at realmanpodcast.com slash free. And we'll be holding their How to Be a Real Man National Conference October 27th. We'll talk more about that later, and we'll also provide the, uh, the link later. All of that, of course, will be in the show notes as well. Now, if that real man stuff sounds like a whole lot of over-the-top testosterone at play, please know that what the two of them are quick to point out is that, and I quote, real men are not people who look like the caricature of what we think real men look like. They're men of integrity, boldness, and power. 
And with that, two of the coolest real men I know, Larry Wingett and Chris Wadner. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. At least one of us is really cool. Yep, and then there's Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was the what was behind the creation of this uh the real man podcast you know uh, i do a friday night brown liquor and cigar thing we're on friday nights i pour a nice bourbon and have a cigar and chris had just moved to scottsdale back from seattle and uh he wrote and said how do i get it on that i said it's friday come over now and as we were <laughs> sitting here uh, talking about all the problems in the world and solving all the problems like speakers and writers typically do, believing mm -hmm. they have the answers to everything. What we decided, the real problem in America is nobody was teaching boys how to be men and men didn't know how to be men. Because of all those caricatures that you mentioned earlier and the stereotypes that we see on television of the stupid, dumb father or husband, uh, we believe that's having a real impact on society. We also see all those issues about uh, homes that don't have fathers and they uh, just have a single mother and what that's doing to young men. And we decided that we would create this podcast and write a book to teach men what it really means to be a man. So what is a real man? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because when you think of a real man, we talk about and we use this word caricature. It's not the six foot four Marlboro man on a horse with the rugged good looks who, you know, has the beautiful woman. Um, it's not a matter of what you look like or the job you have or the money that you have, although there are some aspects, real men, you know, we talk about they handle their finances properly and, and they pay their debts and all those kinds of things. But um, it's really about what Larry and I call the real man creed. It's these principles, these philosophies, these virtues, values and morals and things like integrity and honesty and discipline and, and those kinds of things. So it doesn't matter if you're a six foot five Adonis or if you're a small framed guy who, you know, um, has a squeaky voice. None of that matters. Um, you know, and, and there are differences between men and women. And it's about living out those differences, being a man as men were intended to be. Now that can be controversial because a lot of people that say, well, wait a minute, there are no differences between men and women other than the, you know, the, the obvious physical differences. But it's, I, I believe that it's true. It doesn't mean we have to live out of patriarchal or matriarchal kinds of philosophies, but it does mean that we have to understand those differences and then live out of them uh, in, in order to create that kind of society and families that we want to create. In the first segment, I mentioned a saying that my dad wrote, uh, put on a poster and hung upon a, a wall inside his office back when he was in business. It said, to have a body does not make one a man. To have a child does not make one a parent. How would you interpret that? Well, I would interpret that lots of different ways. I don't think your physical attributes have much to do with anything. I wrote a book called Grow a Parent and had nothing to do with what was between your legs, but what was between your ears. It's about the attitude. It's about how you approach things. And that's really what being a man is about. The things that we talk about that Chris mentioned, those values, those core values that we both believe so much in and how they translate to your family and your finances, to every relationship that you have, to your customers, to your business, to your employees and so forth, those work for both men and women. We understand that. So it's not excluding women, but we do believe that men need to be reminded of these values and taught these values. I think that your dad's poster was absolutely right. We know lots of people who have fathered a child 
but they're not a dad to that child. Mm -hmm. And we talk about how to be a great dad. We've got a lot of that going on right now. You know, uh, Larry and Bob, you guys are both speakers. And of course, one of the legends in our industry is Zig Ziglar. And when you when you said that, Bob, it, uh, it reminded me of that old quote of Zig's. You can have a house, but not a home, a bed, but not a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you can look like a quote unquote real man um, and, and yet not be a real man at all. I mean, I, I worked with a guy for a while who um, everything about him screamed real man, big, good looking, wealthy, lots of beautiful women. But then when you got to know him, there wasn't much real man about him at all. A lot of lack of integrity and, you know, all those kinds of things. And um, there is a big difference. And that's what Larry and I want to help is help people define that. And, you know, Bob, I think what's what's interesting is we have a society right now that loves to have women's conferences and women's leadership conferences and uh, women's networking groups and all of those things. And I mean, God bless them. We're all for all of those things. But it's become very unpopular to say we're going to do something for men. That's where we are in society. We don't we don't really ever talk about having something that's really just for men. We recently had a little barbecue over at my house with 12 guys and uh, they came to the barbecue and, and uh, we sat around and we talked and when they got here we said, why are you here? And I mean, I had a flip chart set up and uh, we were ready to talk and to teach and they said, no, we all work so much that we don't really have a chance to hang out with guys and we don't really get to talk about man stuff anymore. In fact, a few of them said our wives sent us because this would be good for us. <laughs> really? And here's what the deal is. Women yeah, yeah, yeah. are better at that than men are. Men are not good at it. Men don't get together with men and just talk about guy stuff and talk about what it means and what their hurts are and their feelings are. They're not good at that. And so what we're trying to do is say, it's okay. It's okay to be a man. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, you know, Larry and I were uh, we were doing some recording here at Larry's house, and a buddy of mine from Seattle was down, and and you know, Larry, uh, Larry says, "Hey, why don't you guys come over? We'll smoke a cigar and, and have some bourbon." So I invited this guy over, and this guy does about just under a hundred million dollars a year in business. Uh, Good-looking guy, uh, very into sports and athletics. I mean, a fun-loving guy. You would think this guy probably has tons of friends, and you know. And we're sitting there smoking a cigar, and at one point, right in the middle of the time together, he just looks at Larry and I, and he just says, this is just so great, just to be able to sit here and just talk about things and enjoy, I don't think he used the word fellowship, but something like that, you know, just enjoy fellowship with other guys to sit and talk. Men are missing that. They crave it, and they need it. Okay, so I have a, a question for you both, or for one of you, but... I think this is one in which everyone listening is going to be paying rapt attention. And, and here's the question. A father and mother want to bring up their young son to be the kind of real man as you defined a real man to be, not the caricature. I know both of you well enough to know that it's the parent's responsibility to do so. I mean, I can I can impersonate Larry saying, if your child's living with you at 40, it's your own fault. Don't tell me they're not getting a job. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so for the parent who says, okay, uh, I got you, how do I do that? How do you both answer? Well, you're right. And you did a pretty good job imitating me. And I do believe it's always uh, the parent's fault. My book is called <laughs> Kids Are Your Own Fault. So I appreciate you throwing in that little plug there. But 
What I think we have to remember is that it starts very, very early. You know, I get all kinds of emails from parents and complaining about the way it is. And I had one recently where she was saying, my 17-year-old is out of control. What do I do? And I said, if your child is out of control at 17 years old, they were out of control at 17 months old, too. It's got to start very, very early. And it also means that you have to display the behavior that you want your kids to have. You know, we tell our kids they need to be honest. And, you know, no parent should tolerate when their child is dishonest. Yet 27% of Americans cheat on their taxes. You know, we're talking out of both sides of our mouth. We've made these core values conditional and situational, and that's not how it ought to be. So we have to actually be the role model and be the kind of person that we want our children to grow up to be. And I would go back to the the four principles of my my book called The Leadership Rules because we are leaders as parents, right? And so the first one is you get what you expect. You have to set clear expectations of what is proper, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. You set those expectations so that your kids know it. The second is you get what you model, which is exactly what Larry said is, is you have to show it yourself. And in fact, if you're telling your kids you expect something but you don't model it, that's the worst. That's when you hear your kids say, why should I? You don't. And then the third one is you get what you reward. We need to make sure that uh, that they understand there are benefits to doing right. And then the last one is you get what you work for. But um, that that's something that takes years and years and years. You don't just tell a five-year-old once, don't hit your sister. It's going to take you a lot of time. And most likely when they're 14 or 15, they're still going to be screaming at their, their little brother, little sister, and, and those kinds of things. So it's a long drawn out process where you have to be diligent and disciplined. Um, you know, the, the Bible says, do not be weary in doing good for in the end, you'll reap that reward. And that's true. It can be really wearisome as parents trying to teach kids how to do what's right, but this is the only way we can raise kids to be what they need to be. And, you know, let me add one thing to that, Bob, is that we live in a society right now that really looks down on consequences mm. And we're not imposing consequences. All behavior, good or bad, has consequences. You know, Chris just talked about rewards. Rewards are a consequence of good behavior. Yeah. But, you know, punishment is also a consequence of bad behavior. We are really quick to reward all behavior. And we like to ignore bad behavior these days and pretend it doesn't exist. And yet it does. But we don't want schools to impose consequences. We don't want society to impose consequences. We are raising a society where they feel that that they deserve only good things, and then they're incredibly disappointed when that's not what happens in the real world. When you have college graduates that are suing their schools because they didn't get a good enough job upon graduation, that's an issue of that right there. You know, Larry and I just did a podcast. We I don't even think we released it yet. Oh, no, we did. We released it this week. Um, it's about this guy that just sued his parents. He was trying to stay in his house. He's 30 years old. And we, we asked the question, whose fault is it? And it's the parents' fault because somewhere along the line, they rewarded him for this kind of behavior or they didn't reward him with negative consequences. And so they're just reaping the benefit or reaping the, you know, reaping what they've sown uh, with this kid. The two of you have a uh, special conference coming up. Uh, I have a, a, a feeling that a lot of wives will be sending their husbands to it. Uh, tell us about it. Who's, who's invited? What's happening? You know, it's not just that they send their husbands. We have created a, a separate 
young men's track. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure, absolutely. 17-year-olds, too. So oh, we're okay. encouraging fathers to bring their sons and oh, uncles good. to bring their nephews, which we think it's really important that the young guys hear this same kind of message about those values. But the people who ought to come, well, we believe every man should come. And uh, we have a great lineup of speakers, and I'm going to let Chris talk to the lineup of speakers, but it's just going to be fun and interactive and challenging and thought-provoking. You know, I don't mind making somebody mad. I love to tick people off. Bob, you know that well about me. (laughs) Because here's what I believe. Even if I tick you off, if I've made you think, we all win. And I think that most people are looking for confirmation bias. They only go places and listen to people and talk to people who will reinforce the thinking they already have. And so what we like to do is maybe challenge that thinking and do some thought-provoking exercises and have those conversations that are difficult, that most guys just don't get into because we want people to think. And when you think, we all win. Chris, you talk about the people who are going to be there. Yeah, we got a great lineup of speakers. We've got, of course, Larry and I uh, talking about the things that we talk about. And then Andre Wadsworth, uh, former professional football player, drafted number three overall in the uh, in the NFL draft out of Florida State. We've got Todd Stottlemyre, former pitcher in the major leagues, yeah. uh, wrote a book called Relentless Success. Uh, and then uh, just m- most recently, uh, Robert Schuler Jr., former wow. pastor of uh, – of the uh, Crystal Cathedral. He's going to be joining us, a terrific guy that I've just gotten to know uh, pretty recently, and he's going to be joining us as well, as well as uh, Larry can tell you about the youth speaker that we're bringing. John Beatty climbed Mount Everest, and that's his specialty, speaking to young kids. So it's just going to be a great event. Yeah, so they can go to steelmanpodcast.com forward slash events, and uh, we've got early bird pricing right now. It's going to be an amazing event. Fantastic. Best-selling authors, entrepreneurs, and world-class speakers, Chris Widener and Larry Wingett, they're the founders of the How to Be a Real Man podcast, which can be found at realmanpodcast.com. They have a free download you can receive. I listen to it. It's great. It's at realmanpodcast.com slash free. And they'll be holding their How to Be a Real Man national conference October 27th, 2018. Uh, Chris just gave you the URL, and that will also, of course, be in the show notes, all the links will be in the show notes. Thank you, my friends. Wishing you much continued success. Main takeaway I received from Chris and Larry is that the stereotype or caricature of a real man is quite a bit different from the actual character of such, and that it behooves everyone, both men and women, to encourage a young boy to grow into that very thing. What did you think of Chris and Larry's ideas and suggestions? Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. John David Mann's and my new book, The Go-Giver Influencer, is on sale at bookstores, both online and traditional. Visit thegogiver.com and download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.